Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. I'm here with Templeton Walker, my brother. What's up? Kevin Kaufman. How are you? The new set, I feel far. I know, dude. I, I do feel a little far for, for a, a podcast called Help. Oh, hey, hey, uh-oh. Oh, I think I'm uh-oh. like ruining the cord. Hold on. Rookie, rookie podcast. It's not like he doesn't have one of the top podcasts in the freaking world. Nah, it's good. I think I, I think it was just a little loose on the bottom, Um, which is never a good thing. You never want it loose on the bottom. <laughs> you don't want it loose. That's like a loose sphincter. Um, Hey. What's up, dude? What do, give the cliff notes. All right, guys, he's very successful. He's in real estate. He's a mentor of mine, like a big brother. You're amazing, but can you give me like a cliff note of why, you know what I learned? What? The frame matters. We okay, could talk okay. about whatever, but if people don't know that you're as successful as you are, they okay. don't listen. All so right. the frame matters. Uh, so my name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm a realtor, card carrying member. Now, so I run a real estate business, as you know. That's how you and I first connected. I've got a business partner named Fred Weaver. Great guy. Uh, we started working together in February of 08. I got licensed in the middle of 07. So I hadn't even been in the business a year yet. We've been working together now for well over 14 years. Got a real estate team. It's bit. It's had its. It's had its iterations over the years, right? So I'll give you the highs and lows. We started in the short sale world, um, and built up a, a pretty good sized business. Everything kind of fell apart on us uh, because we fell apart and fell short as leaders, and um, had to kind of get back into the business after building a big team in 2012. And at the same time, the market started shifting right into a more traditional market where people actually had equity. First, um, I don't know, 1,000, 1,200 transactions in my career were mostly all short sales. Um, and then we we built back out, we've expanded, sold real estate while Phoenix or Tempe is really home base for us. Sold real estate in Denver, Colorado now since September of 2014, so eight years. Um, we still have a couple agents there an agent in Tennessee and a couple agents in San Luis Obispo, Pismo Beach area of California. Uh, But primary focus on the real estate sales team is here in Phoenix. We have sold as many as 500 plus homes in a year, 550. We've really been averaging closer to like two, 250 over the last few years as our business has shifted. If you're familiar with like the millionaire real estate agent models, Mm -hmm. um, I've got fairly close to like what they call seventh level business. So meaning I spend about an hour a week on that on that business and on the sales team. My business partner probably does three to five, three to four, three to five hours a week on that business, and then um, the rest of the time is doing stuff like this podcast where we we moved our business. Uh, you know, I was really fortunate. Uh, I've always sought out mentors. Gary Keller was my first mentor in the real estate business, and mm-hmm. um, he was my mentor for the first eleven years and. When I moved over to EXP about just over four years ago, um, that all changed quite a bit, as you can imagine. Uh, and we've got a group, what I what I would call like a, a group or a revenue share group of about 2,000 agents around the country, really around the globe, um, of agents that we also interact with quite a bit, kind of just like a community that's grown beyond just Phoenix. 
And so that's where I spend the majority of my, my working time. Is that? Yeah. No, that's that for, a really. Is that good for context? No, that's amazing. Because a lot of our listeners are in real estate and I think they'll understand the reference to the Red Book. But to, to create a um, leveraged out, scaled company that still produces great income, that empowers other people to grow their real estate career and make great income, it's hard to do. And you've done that at a very high level, so. Yeah, um, it is, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's, it's definitely hard work. Like it's, it's got its challenges, especially market changes. Like anybody I know that's got a good business is actually really excited about uh, things shifting back now over the next 18 to 24 months. I think uh, there's some massive opportunity on the real estate sales side. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that business. I love it. And it's, you know, it's just a business at this point. But I feel like your passion more lies into pouring in and serving people. Yes. And your oh, community has allowed you to do that. It's the people in the business, why I love it so much uh, and why I appreciate it. And the, just the people overall. Like last week I saw hundreds of my people like in my EXP organization from around the country um, at uh, a couple of events that we put on around one of their national events. And so I realized there, I was like, man, I just, I get so much out. I love the people in our group that are from every state in the United States and, and some outside of the U.S. And it's just so awesome. I love you know, to be I, able to do that. Three, four years ago, I moved to EXP underneath four, you. Four. And I tell people this all the time. I regret leaving. I hated it. Like, I'm not very good at like. You hated corporate. your experience of it. I hated my experience of it. No, I'm not trying to show yeah, it. Yeah. We're on hard yeah, notes. Yeah. I'm going to tell the truth of it. I didn't like being in the, I'm not a very corporatized guy. Same guy. I'm saying. And so like just having like a broker and shit that I didn't like walk down the hallway and know and be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I didn't like that experience. But in hindsight, I left so much money on the table because dude, I had one of the largest front lines in three months. I had like 31 personal sponsors. I was already over a hundred people in downline. What, at some point I cashed in like 90 grand of stock where I was, remember when the stock wall went crazy? Yeah. I was there for fucking 90 days. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was talking today to a gentleman from Compass who was at EXP basically the exact same time as you were. And he's, he's on his way back over. And he, he was telling us that uh, he remembered he had like a four thousand, he had about $4,000 worth of stock over at, at the, the company, the old company that used to handle the, the stock for us, Broadridge. And uh, so he called them up last week is he's going to make his way back over to EXP with us. And uh, that 4000 was 59000 And he was like, what the fuck did I do? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it definitely, but that's, but actually. Hindsight's 2020. It is 2020, but there's a better lesson there, I think, which is like time is the great equalizer. Time makes people. I said, I noticed you're on with my, with one of my best friends, Dustin Runyon tomorrow. Yeah. And I said something last time I was on Fired Up Fridays and I, and he laughed and I was like, I don't know if I've ever said it like that before, but I'm like, real estate has a way of making some dumb people look really smart. And the reason why is because it's really easy to get rich in real estate. It just takes a long time. So you could not be very intelligent and just buy some real estate. Like you can make one or two or three intelligent decisions. And if you can wait 10 or 15 years, you're going to look really smart. Or if you're a real estate agent and you just go at it, like some of the most successful realtors I know, they just are consistent. I, they would never be my phone call for like phone a friend on a trivia question. I can tell you that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was something I picked up on my first year in real estate was like, oh, there's some people here that they're literally like, they're legends. They're not that intelligent, but they have staying power 
and they've been able to grow these businesses that are like wildly successful. And so real estate has this fun way of making really dumb people look really smart. Well, I think, and shit, I think I fall in that category. I mean, I, I'm very emotionally intelligent, but like, don't give me like an algebra problem. But there's a low barrier to entry to get into real estate. I think uh, across the board, a lot of times when people are like, I don't know what to do, mm, let's go get a real estate license is one of those things. Oh, yeah. And then I think we're overpaid to a degree. Sometimes we're a prey paid appropriately on certain deals and sometimes underpaid because the shit is hard. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of deals where we're overpaid, I think. And so I remember when I got started, I made like 17 grand in a month. And I I, I think the year prior, I made like 12 grand You're total. Ball, you're balling out. No, I was just like, this is insane. I was like, this is, this is pretend. Like, this isn't real. Like, I'm gonna, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think when you take ambitious, steadfast people, regardless of like, I think there's a correlation by, you, we kind of call them like dumb, but being too naive to know any better than to go be successful. Like yeah. I was too, I didn't know any better than to just fucking go do the work and do the thing and make the money. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, you actually don't have to be that intelligent. You could just be obnoxiously consistent. You could be patient. You could just be willing to, like, you could just trust in someone who says do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, you're going to run through that wall. And that's the beauty. That's one of the beautiful things about this industry. It's one of the reasons why this industry is so amazing. I don't say that like as a shot to realtors and investors, I'm saying, although it can be, cause like we all know some realtors well, and investors, fits. if the shoe fits yeah, that like, they think they're amazing cause they bought a couple good deals. Right? Like, the, but the fact is, is like you do look really smart in the long run. Most just most people don't play long term games. Most people play short term games. How much money can I make next month? That's why, you know, obviously it's not my profession. And I know, you know, way more about this. I do. It's why people will flip way more homes than they'll ever acquire for for rental mm -hmm. because they're because it's way more about I have to get paid next month. Not how much can this pay me over my lifetime? And the minute we start making better decisions around what can, how can this add up over time? We're going to be better off. My, I believe my old coach, Matty, he called it crockpot money versus microwave money. Yeah. Most realtors yeah, yeah. only think about microwave money. Yeah. They're so their, their, their lens is so zoomed in. Like, how do I eat next month? And they get on this treadmill and it's this society of like, it's this group of people that feel like they need to look apart. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, bro, remember when I went through my minimalism kick and here I am, which one? <laughs> yeah, I've gone through a few, but like, I don't give a fuck. And I just took all my money and I invested it. And when we talk about time, I bought all these houses around Grand Canyon University, 14, 15, 16. Dude. Bro, that was, that was literally genius. Yeah. And then I make them student rentals. I partnered yeah. who, not how my partners run these student rentals. So yeah, the yeah. cap rate on them is like five times what a normal rental. And they're worth three times what I bought them for. Yeah. Like, uh, I know Matt, I know Matt from way back in the day before even you lined me up with him. So he was still, uh, he was still like, you know, doing the regular real estate agent thing back mm -hmm. in the day when I, when we first, uh, crossed paths, he's a super smart guy, super nice guy too. Um, but yeah, dude, so part of it is like, okay, let's face it. You, most people get into real estate. They don't have a backup plan. They don't have enough savings. And so like they literally, they're, they're in microwave mode, like, cause that's the way they're living their life. Yeah, you have to. And so there's, there's a little bit of like, you have to. But the problem is, is like, then you hit that $17,000 a month or whatever, and, and you don't come out of microwave mode. You still, you stay there yeah. and then you spend there and then you stay there. And so what happens is people never like, 
Dude, there's teams that sell a lot more homes than, than we do that make a whole lot less money than we do, which I know you and I have had this private conversation many times. And there's people that just like, it's flashy and it's like, it's a house of cards at best. Like maybe it's not even a house of cards, it might be a house of paper, like thin paper. When I was on stage and I was the big realtor, I think at one point I sold like 80 million. Dude, I was kind of like broke. I had, I was, I was investing, you know, I had, I was in buying those houses and those deals. So I was actually creating crockpot money, but I wasn't making enough money, dude. Like after splits and everything, like this team lead life, if you're not in production is not very lucrative. It can be. Hey, Sean, will you get me a water? Love you. It, it can be lucrative. Do, do you but, want a water? Uh, I, I've got one. Okay. Um, thank you though. So it can be lucrative. If you but run like, it right, but, but I was running define, it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like how do you run it? How do you define lucrative? And is it worth your time versus other things that you can do? The, to your point though, like most people who are doing that, like their their own production is their profit. And it's, it's like, dude, just fire. And don't even have the team. Just fire everyone. Get rid of the, stop worrying about the goddamn awards and like worry about your bank account. Like that's a better, like I, I remember, dude, we were sitting down at Starbucks. This is probably two years ago. And I was like, yeah, if I was started again, like I definitely wouldn't build a big team. Like mm -hmm. I just, if I was trying to maximize for how much money can I was make? Was that when I told you about rat holing? Yeah, it was, that was the, probably the deeper conversation we had about rat holing. So it might've been like early 2020, maybe even before the shutdown. I think we were both exhausted, like doing so much work, making so much money and then wondering where is it? Yeah. Did you feel that? Oh yeah. No, I've felt that way forever. And it's like, what's really funny too is like, as I've made more and more money though, I've actually still felt that way, but it's because I'm also like, because I'm actually bringing in more money and then investing it better and more of it right so it's like literally like it comes in i'm like i've got a, i've got a spot for this i've got a rat hole for this and it's this investment over here this investment over here and i don't i don't even think about it i don't even leave it up to me because if you leave it up to me i may or may not do something smart with that money like i'm just as dumb as everybody i'm i'm talking shit about let me let me, <laughs> yeah. let me be really clear so i'm just yeah, you're I'm, a raiders fan so, you're fucking dumb you as shit. You can fuck the hell right off right now. <laughs> um, but the reality is, it's like I've had coaches and mentors and like I set up bumpers to like make up for my own natural behavior. I call it booby trapping my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It Cause is. Cause I'm an idiot. So we were talking about uh, uh, Ben Hardy earlier, mm -hmm. uh, the author. Like if you go read, uh, maybe not his first book, but his second book, um, Willpower Doesn't Work or Willpower Won't Work. Like that's a whole book is about that. That whole book is about booby trapping your life. You're a human being. You're going to mess yeah. up. So I've always called that cheating. It's like cheating in your favor. Like I'm going to cheat by make the way I cheat on investing money is I make it so I can't touch the money. I cheat by it's automatic. Kevin has no access to it. What? That's a cheat. He calls it like, I forget exactly what he used it. You use booby trap or whatever. I just like, like using the word boobies. I know you do. Like I, I, you were flexing them earlier. Like the dance. Bam, bam. Your right. mom, your mom is so proud that you followed through on that promise, dude. She remember I told you mm -hmm. she was like, "You're going to be known as the boy with a twitch." I was like, "Mom, I'm going to move these pecs. I promise someday." And I do like hundreds of push-ups and then uh, got then. these pecs, dog. Okay, anyway, so but booby trapping I, on that conversation, we were both like, "Where's our money?" Like, yeah. we had it, we had some, but like we were not making enough. Life was good, but like where? But like where? Like where? That's Where's when I evidence? set the rule where I was like. Half of it's gone. So every time a dollar came into my world, I took half and I, I was like, this goes to me and I got to figure out what to do with the rest. And guess what? I figured it out. 
Yeah. Because that's what you do. You figure shit out. And this was the first time I ever had like multiple six figures of cash saved. Because I was always like, I got 20 grand, I got 80 grand, I got 60 grand, I got 20 grand, I got 40 grand, I got 60. It was like this. I could never like, maybe I'd get over 100. And but, dude, I'm making a lot of money. But you can't. Like, but where you, is it? You never got to that point though where you're like, damn, I feel safe. Yeah, dude. And then so, but here, I'm on like the 2.0 version of this. I over invested cash this year. So I need cash to come home, which I'm, don't cry for me. I'm in a good spot. But <laughs> where I used to not have, like, the, the money was leaving into who knows what. Now I like, I thought I'd make X this year. I had a very clear plan. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to invest this. It's a large amount. So I got on that investment schedule and then cash flows were not there. Slowing down. So the cash balances got wonky. So I had to learn, oh, I have to have discipline around not, I'm not buying drinks or cars or vacations. I'm investing Inve in companies yeah. yes. that I overinvested. So now I've been working on this with, with my coaches. Like, dude, you got to have so much discipline that the greatest deal ever could come. But if it touches that swan number, my sleep well at night number, you don't do the deal. Because the only thing that really gets real estate people in trouble is being short on cash. It's being redlined. Yeah. So anyway, and then I loved a quote he said. He said, uh, we get rich by investing small amounts of capital with high risk. We stay rich by investing large amounts of comp capital with little to low risk. Yeah. And he's like, bro, you're rich. Like, you coaching with Kent? Like, no, uh, with Brett. Oh, okay. Tanner. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the dude just, he's pretty dialed. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, yeah, you're right. So anyway, I have like a million bucks coming back. Yeah. Tranquilo, baby. You know, so I need to quit being a deal junkie for a little bit. You know what's funny is, so for me, so I got, I was kind of already on that path, but like I got really diligent after that time that we got spent together at Starbucks. Um, and same thing, over-invested, never to the point where I like, I didn't sleep at night, but I was like, I don't have any money. Like literally I made more money this year than ever before. Like, where like, is it? Like net take home more than I've ever made. I'm like, where, where did it go? I'm like, oh yeah, well there's, you know, five grand here, 10 grand there, 20 grand there, 50 grand, there. you know, and it's like, oh yeah. So, but, so then reading the book that we were just, I just, uh, that we just had in your hand, uh, Die With Zero, which was, I just read it for the first time on Father's Day. It's June 19th. I read it and it just fucking grabbed me. And uh, I read, I've probably read the book five times since then. Like it's completely changed shit for me. Um, and I, I, so part of the book, I think you, you've already read it, right? Oh yeah. All right. So part of the book, as you know, is like, there's an exercise in there. Where like, what do you really like? Okay. What do you really need to have a comfortable life? Like, th like actually, what is the cash number that you need to go from whatever you decide that optimal date is to the time you think you're going to die? And so I just ran through that exercise and I was shocked at how little money that really was. Mm -hmm. Like it's not actually that much money. And I, cause then I'm like, well, let's see by then I won't even have house to, I'll have no debt, like including more, like mo no mortgage. Um, if I'm, if I'm not having any active income, I need at least 20 grand a month just so I can live and like have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, hey, if you don't have debt and you have 20 a month, like do whatever life's, you want. Life's so good. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I started, I was like, well, if I do that over this many decades, like it's actually this number. And I was like, it's not that much money. Like, in fact, I think like, I'm not, I, I'm like, like you're just going to hit I'm it. I'm a sliver shy of it currently. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, 
oh my god so that totally like reopened my eyes again to go hold on a second now where am i like now where, where am i gonna go reallocate for more experiences and because i'm like I'm, i don't ever want to get red lines i don't ever want to not get to that number so i've like played games where i'm like i created bigger bumpers on that again because i'm always going to protect against myself because i know that like you i can get a little in front of my skis like i like i'm okay gambling like I, i'm okay taking risks so i'm like well how can i set up a couple buffers to make it what if it was like what if i had two or three sources that would easily give me the 20 a month for the for that 30 year period mm -hmm. or whatever i was like i was like well i'm actually kind of fairly close to that like i don't even need the entire my 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 number that i used was 11 years so when i turned 55 um and then i used another number at 50 because i'm 40 so i'm 45 i'm 44 uh so those are the two numbers i used and i was like it's, it's not even that much money like i could i could actually just slow down the pace of my investment well and then if i wanted to you start off what he talks about is starting to operate for net fulfillment and i like how he talks about like these tokens that matter in a certain season of life yeah well that's it like if you yeah so like the i love the example he uses like if you want to ski or like in my case snowboard like and you're in your 40s that's you can still do it i can still do it i'm probably not going to snowboard a lot of my 70s yeah so like if you want to cash in those tokens the I, snowboard tokens you I need to do it now right now like like right now like i'm I'll, I'll be doing that in in next this coming snow season for sure well dude i have a house in flag that i literally can't sell right now so you might have a place to stay sweet snowball let's go but dude so how do people get out of and i've worked hard at this right i've gobbled up mushrooms i've done everything i can to like open my mind to be balanced and free and happy and full of joy and not being on this rat race of more 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 i've done that work i know what that looks like but what did that look like for you to say because it's one thing to read the book and go man that sounds great but it's another thing to get out of the programming that says work 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 save 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 well so if we're being real honest i think most of our peers they're not actually in the work 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 mode right so I think step one is like fucking being real with yourself. So there's like you always, like I'm always worried about like there's two different there's there's nuance to everything right or as one of my friends and former coaches would say John Chaplack there's duality in everything. So there's like there's the like the hustle culture you know that I don't love like I'm not work work hell no like I don't work Friday mornings I don't work Monday mornings I don't work Saturday and Sunday you know like I'm like I'm like I'm the opposite of that but there are people that need to. Cause like they're not actually putting in the effort in their work hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think part of it is just like having number one, you gotta have a coach, like you gotta have a coach and or mentors that are there to like show you the way. And that will be honest with you. Like you basically like anything else. Like if you want to lose weight or gain muscle or get a better, you know, uh, mile, like if let's say you're a runner, right. And you want your mile time to improve. Well, you need to know what your current fucking mile pace is. You have to have, you have, to have a baseline yeah. to track again. So you got to get your baseline in life and in business and then decide like what do you what do you actually want it to be though and i think too many of us in in this industry uh and especially like nowadays with with the way video and social media is just so prevalent we don't actually want what we think we want we want what we're what we're sh what, what we're, we're looking programmed at. what we're yeah programmed so like to want taking some fucking time to figure that out like what is it that you want like really want not like Am I doing this because I because temp does it and so I temp's cool so therefore I'll be cool if I do it or is it because I fucking want it? Mm -hmm. So being realistic about that and then the, Dustin, I promise you, Dustin will probably say this tomorrow. Like there's just shit you know you got to do that you're not fucking doing. Everybody has that. No one's immune from that. And then just being real with yourself. 
Um, I think coaching is a great way to get there, and I think mentors are a great way to get there. But being real and you like going on that journey, I'll, I'll tell you, for me, it was having a kid was the first thing that made me go, whoa, whoa, I don't have all my time for work. Like when I first started my business, um, first, so I got licensed in 07. Fred and I started working together in February of 08. My daughter will be 10 next month. So uh, it's 2012. So first few years, like I could, I could cheat by working more hours. And then I decided I wasn't willing to do that. But I like that though, because that's the season you were in. And people might yeah, need yeah. to understand they're in the season where they can give more hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, then I started taking stuff back. And then I was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna take stuff back, I have to be more purposeful, purposeful about the hours I am working. Impact hours. Yeah, like you actually have to do, the, th the thing is like, John also says this, like work works. Like you actually just have to fucking do the work. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what season you're in, whether we're talking about pulling the reins back or stepping on that gas pedal, like there's work involved in that and you actually have to do it. So I think being real, uh, to get to your point of like f the change, if you will, from like working so hard or so much or like thinking I had to be on this, I just was like, I don't wanna fucking climb up the wrong mountain. I don't wanna be halfway up a mountain and realize like this is not my mountain. I like, what does Kevin really want? And so I, I think for me, I really, in the last couple of years really started to try to challenge my own thoughts. So I've always like enjoyed hearing different people's perspectives. Specifically, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy people who have a different perspective and a different opinion than I do. I like to learn from people like that. But then I think for me to take it a step further is I had to ask myself, like, why do I believe certain things? Why do I do certain things? Why do I, why do I operate things a certain what, way? What was the biggest lie you were telling yourself you found in that, that you were like? Whoa, why am I doing that? So, I mean, I, I think the way my business looked was one of them. Like, that's the easiest one to relate to, right? I, so, moved to EXP. I mean, at the time, we're selling 500 houses a year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you're the big doubt. Yeah, so, uh, moved to EXP, and at the time, like, in the circles I ran in, which was all the top producers on the real... All re the big realtors, the were big like, team leads. Like, their big thing was like, yeah, the problem is people go to EXP and then they sell less real estate. So we went to XP and we sold less real estate. It doesn't matter that I happened to make a lot more money, but I mean, I sold less real estate. And so there was a little bit of like, it wasn't as much the ego of like, well, Kevin doesn't sell 500 houses anymore. It was, but it was more about like, do I have to have a certain number to where I'm like legitimate to have a conversation? Like we started with context. Yeah, like, hey, what's right? the frame? Right, so um, that was one for me, for sure. Like I remember thinking, yeah, as long as we sell a few hundred houses a year, it doesn't matter. And then I remember like a year or two, I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like none of that actually, what matters is, am I happy? Am I getting the results I want? Am I taking care of the people I said I would take care of? And are they getting what they want? Do you know what that stems from though? Is what do other people think? Like all of that fear and anxiety is rooted in the perception. Yeah. And once you realize that the perception doesn't matter, then you're free. Yeah, you're absolutely. Free. What's the quote? Would you rather be known as the greatest lover in the world and be the worst, or would you rather be known, known as the worst, as but, the be worst the but be the greatest? Yeah. And I think money's kind of like that. Like I'd rather have it instead of look like I have it. There's a, I think it's, um, I don't think it was John Belushi or maybe it was Bill Murray. Like what, there's a quote is like, everybody wants to be rich and famous. You should try just being rich first. See if that, see if that scratches the itch for you. I've never heard that one. I like it. Dude, like, tell me, I think it would help people understand because you've gone through a lot of the exercise. Can you walk me through a perfect day? 
for me. Yeah, dude, I just want to know like your perfect day. My perfect day. Do am I going to work that day or am I not? Uh, it's a work day. So you're not okay. in San Diego on the beach. Okay. Like I know you love those days and you're playing over the line and you're hanging out with your kids and your wife. But like I'm saying, like in your routine, your typical like, hey, I have responsibility. I have some shit to do. Okay. But perfect day. What's your perfect day? Wake up at six. I like it. Cause my dogs. What time did you go to bed though? Uh, nine thirty to ten. Okay, and we're gonna land back there, but okay. I just needed to know. So you're getting eight hours. Yeah, that's the goal. Is eight hours. All right, Sometimes. you're up at six. You're waking up from an alarm. Uh, no, yes, my dog jumping off the bed, which is like an alarm at this point okay. when they're when. Do they're you have blackout shades? Is the sun coming through? Where are we at? We, it's dark in my room. I don't have blackout shades yet, but like I'll get to goal a goal of mine for a bedroom. So I'm waking up. Dogs usually want to be fed at six. Are you a fluffy pillow, dense pillow, microphone pillow, thin pillow? I got the cube pillow right now what is that it's literally a square it's a cube it's shaped like a cube and what does this do when you sleep on your side it keeps your head just more in a line okay and you like that yeah it's cool and do you go I got arm a, under or you just depends do you uh, do I pillow shift. between the legs always i always have a pillow between the legs oh i if it, if it matters to you i got a purple mattress i just bought that a few months ago Love matters it. okay Love and it. you just have the cube on your head nothing else that's all i have on my head and yeah. you're in chonies uh, yeah. Sometimes like some Lululemon shorts. You'll sleep in shorts? Yeah. I gotta be in boxers. If it's cold enough, yeah. Oh, and I got a chili pad on my bed, so it's cold. Tell people what the chili pad is. It's literally a layer that goes on top of your sheet, under your sheets, on top of the mattress, where water runs through it, and you set the temperature. So I set mine Game as changer. the lowest setting, uh, so my side of the bed is colder. Uh, and plus the room, I keep it at like 70 Okay, so you're okay. I got the setting now. You're in. You're in some Lulu undies or shorts, cube. Get up. Dog wakes you I, up. I've got a. I've got a sleep mask on. I use a Manta sleep mask. I was cover, using cover the. Um, I had one that was. Uh, it's got foam. I don't like how it feels on my face. I need a better one. This is foam. They got like little foam cups that you could switch them out. But so you're going full. Okay. Yeah. So it, so in a way, yeah, it's blackout because I got that on top of the dark room. So at six, you're getting up. Is your wife up yet? No, uh, most days not. Okay, you're getting up. Getting up, feed the dogs, uh, let them out. Then I go get dressed and I will, use, it's like, okay, this is perfect day. I'll take one of the two dogs. They're old, like they're 15. Um, I'll take one of them for a walk. The other one wants nothing to do with it. That takes 20 minutes uh, to go around my no, neighborhood think walk. Do you have something in your ears or is it just open space? Uh, is your mind just thinking? I like those think walks. Either or. Like okay. sometimes it's sometimes it's a podcast, sometimes it's nothing, sometimes it's a book, whatever. Okay, so it's six twenty, six thirty. Yep. So then I'm back. Uh, go in the garage. I've got a Airdyne and a uh, Concept Two rower, and I will knock out thirty minutes of it's called Zone Two cardio, so low level cardio, just enough, basically level enough to where like you could talk, but like you can't do a whole lot more yeah. than talk. Um, do that for 30 minutes. Rich Roll is a big zone two guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he is. Absolutely. So zone two for 30 minutes. Then uh, then the kids are awake. So then helping them get ready for school. Like I'll make their breakfast. Um, they've usually made their own lunch the night before. So then it's just like making sure that their shit gets together and that they stay off my wife long enough for her to get herself ready for the day yeah. before they go ask for help with their hair and whatnot. Um, then they roll out at whatever, 740, 750. And then I will go turn on the sauna, uh, hop in the sauna for 15 to 20 minutes, and then hop in the cold plunge. 
and then I will go inside uh, after that. Actually, after that, ideally perfect day, my mom lives, lives with us. She's outside by that time enjoying coffee and sitting in the sun. So I'll go stand and talk to her uh, and continue to dry off. Like I won't, I usually won't use a towel. Dry off um, in the sun. Yeah, and also I'll just stand there in the sun, get enough sunlight to dry off, talk to her for five or ten minutes. Then I'll go shower, change, and head to the office. What happened? What are? How many hours are you working? And what? What do you like? I mean, I know you love creating content. I love people. Serving. Nah, I don't. I don't even like creating content. Don't, you don't? No. You're good at it though. I, I have fun with it sometimes. It can be fun. Like when Fred and I get creative, it's a lot of fun. Um, I have fun with people. I enjoy real interaction with people. And you said you're there at nine. No, well, by the time I'm to the office, it's probably closer to 9.30 if I'm being honest. No, that's fine. So you're there at 9.30. How long are you at work that uh, day? Like before I go home for the day? Mm-hmm. Between 3.30 to 4.30. When do, do you eat or are you fasted? Um, if it's a perfect day, I'm going to eat. It's a perfect day. I'm going to eat if it's a perfect day, but I'm going to fast usually one day a week. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to go to lunch for like an hour. Like you're going with someone, you're going by yourself. Yeah, Fred and I will usually walk somewhere. So like, remember where we had breakfast that or that, that at that breakfast restaurant? Yeah. Like that's only. Uh, yeah, I was telling you guys to buy Ethereum at four thousand dollars. Three quarters of a mile. Yeah, it was a great move. Oh, I was, well, I, I was still, already I was already buying it. I'm already I'm still buying it. I was also buying it five. So my okay. bl- my blended right now. I've finally got it down to like nineteen hundred. I'm actually excited about this. Like I don't. This shit doesn't scare I me. Just buy the, it. Yeah, I'm just keep buying. Um, and so we'll, I'll walk to lunch and I'll walk back from lunch. That's perfect. Part of the perfect day. And either Fred and I are just like discussing things over lunch or we're meeting someone like a friend or you're, you're recruiting to EXP is what you're doing. Not always at lunch though. No, like kidding. perfect day. Yeah. But dude, like, here's what I've realized though. I'm always recruiting for something at all times. It just, because the way I recruit is like my relationships and it's, and it doesn't matter if you're buying what I'm selling or not. You'll eventually enough people are going to buy something. I've been thinking about my social lately and I'm like, dude, I'm like really promoting all my companies all the time. And I was like, that's why I fucking have it. Like, dude, don't follow me then. Yeah, it, dude, the, the, you should always be who you are at all times. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't hide EXP. Authenticity but I, but wins. But I'm also like, I'm not also like, I'm not wearing an EXP shirt. No, dude, you, and people, people know, out. like, yeah, yeah. and you act, people know that you actually believe in it. You love it. It has changed your life. It yeah. has been a great win for you. So like you don't need to wear the shirt or sell the story. You are the story. I always say don't speak the message, be the be message. Be the message. You yeah. are the message sure. of EXP to me. For sure. And so do that. Okay, so back. you go work till three. Yeah. Then home. Then home. Then what? Hang out, make dinner, hang out some more with the kids and the family. What time are you in bed? So my kids. Oh, you're in bed at ten. You said nine thirty. Well, I'm, I'm actually physically in my bed, or like around eight, eight fifteen. Wow, what are you doing for two hours? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm in bed. If I've uh, maybe at eight thirty, I go to have my tell my older daughter to, to stop reading and go to bed, and then might watch a show, might read something, might do. Whatever happens. What's your favorite show of all time? Of all time? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I mean, while you're thinking, I'm going to tell you, mine is Entourage. There's not a close second to Entourage. Oh, actually, or The Wire. Okay. The Wire. The Wire was good. Entourage or Newsroom or Succession. 
Newsroom's very good. Succession, I never got into. I, it's a big commitment at this point. There's a lot of episodes. So it's I'm only like, three seasons. It's not that big of an episode. You know what, dude? Commitment. You don't want to know my favorite fucking show. Well, and I call myself Baby Mark Wahlberg, and he has a show called Wall Street. Wall, Wall Street. I just dude, watched that one shit, episode of it. Dude, finally. it gets me all fucking motivated. Does it? Yeah, and well, and it. I'm it, not sure I like it yet. But, I, but I only watched one episode. But it also stokes my insanity for companies and stuff, and I need to chill the fuck out for a little bit. Yeah, so that's what I don't like about it. Is my perspective is he's got his hands in too much shit just because he's famous, and I don't know that he's actually adding value to the no, shit that he's doing. He is. I don't think he's adding that much. There's value. two ways to create business. No, no, I, I, no, no but I'm a full believer in like when you're a when when you build a personal brand, you can that that transfers. That influence matters. No, it does matter absolutely. So how's that not value? I don't. Let me rephrase this. I don't know that he's got value beyond that. Okay. In in a lot of those cases, you should watch the apps. I'll watch more to see because I like him. I like him a lot. I do like him. I think he's a cool guy. I like I like his movies, etc. Um, I believe he could be more effective with fewer things. Well, I think less is more is always a golden truth in a lot of things. Dude, it's like I said earlier, it's duality. It's the nuance. Of, I use the word nuance. Like, yeah, less is more. And then there's the, well, we could do a whole lot more. Like, there's an argument for every side. It's like, I'm a solo agent, so I'm going to give you more attention. Well, I'm a mega team, so I'm going to give you specialized attention. Like, it's, it, there's a nuance and, and a duality to every single thing in life. And it's no different. My, my opinion of it doesn't matter. Um, he's going to do what he's going to do, and he's massively successful. But that's why I don't, really, I don't know if I like the show yet. Dude, we've talked a lot about Nonetheless, his. Entourage is the greatest fucking show in the history of the world. And that's based on his life. I know, which is why I give him a little extra credit. Okay. Like, ever. But he's like, done. He I don't want to argue. I, I will fight for Mark. You can. It's so okay. I DM with uh, Municipal all the time. Yeah. Like they've, it made me they've shared me. Yeah, they've made, oh, dude, I'm always like, hey, I want to be the first sponsored real estate investor. They usually ignore those messages. Shocking. But I'm like, hey, guys, I have 4,300 real followers. I can really move the needle. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like. <laughs> I wanted to see who broke first. You did. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, hey, what up? Uh, so, best show no, ever. Best yeah, show yeah, ever. Yeah. But so. I want to, you know me, I'm going to bounce around a little here. All right, bounce. What do you want to be remembered for? Like, all right, we've, so, we've solved money. People, I want people to be better off having known me. Well, I think that's, that's a big yes. Maybe. Why maybe? I mean, I don't know if that's a yes yet. I think some, yeah, that's a yes for a certain number of people. But like, when you say, here's the deal, this, this may not be that popular. I think legacy is mostly bullshit. Yeah, because most people don't, there's gonna be a handful of people that remember there's really you. no legacy beyond the next generation or other. And I'll say this, like I'm a guy like, I'm wearing this hat because my grandfather worked for this company his entire career. Remember you texted me about him? Yeah. And you're like, he looks, he looks like he's a great, great grandfather. And he was, and so we always had these hats as kids, the whole family did in the 80s. And then uh, after he passed away, we we're in California. We we're looking for hats, uh, and they were all like literally fucking crumbling in your hands. So my my uncle and whoever else pulled off, found some, pulled the patches off, and then my brother had it put on a new hat that looked exactly the same as those hats, except those were all snapbacks. And so um, I say that going in a way like I'm I'm contradicting myself. So I, so I understand that, but my point is like. 
I don't think there's legacy beyond a, a generation or two. There's really not. The world hasn't even been around that long. Like human beings have not actually been around that long. And so I think we use the word legacy because it allows us to be, not be specific. And I think not being specific is the enemy of having a fucking fulfilled life and really going after what you want. And so, um, my, so my view for that is like, okay, when I think about legacy, I think about the people maybe close to me and are my kids set up and are the people that I care about. Can I, can I give money and time and resources to, but truthfully, like I wrote this down in 2007 at a, at a leadership, uh, like, uh, event that I was at for a week. And I just wrote, I just want to be, I just want people to, to feel like they're better because they knew me and they would have been worse off having not known me. Well, I, that's it, dude. I love the answer. And I can tell you from personal experience, you're doing that. I think I am. I'm trying. No, no it's not think, you know, that's one thing I don't, I'm not doing anymore. Kev is I'm not apologizing for being a badass anymore. And you're a fucking badass. I'm not apologizing for it. I really am not. No, but don't but, say I think. Do you know you're impacting people, dude? You're like, a, you were a beacon no, of fucking badassery. I am, and I also fuck up, you know? And I, but that, that yeah. authenticity and vulnerability is amazing, right? Because, like, people need to understand. I hate this social media world where everyone, like, doesn't make a mistake. They don't have a misstep. Dude. Yeah. We all get diarrhea, bro. Yeah. We all get stomach aches. It's so funny. I was having this conversation last week. You're going to love this. Having this conversation last week, there's this uh, this agent. I'm not going to name her, uh, but she is like, we're in Vegas, so like she's dressed for the way a very beautiful woman you would expect to dress in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, looking she, hot. And she, yeah, and she she's super funny, and she's like, dude, I got to take a crap. <laughs> and I was like, I got to tell you a quick story before you do that. So in high school, I had a good friend, Jason. He would always be like, you know, the thing that keeps that just makes me feel good. He's like, even the hottest of hot girl at school has to take a shit eventually and no one looks cool taking a shit. Yeah, dude. And I was like, dude, it's all perspective. Like that is and so I told that story last year probably for the first time in 20 years and I was like just dying. So I love that you Dude, I got to tell you. Okay, so I got to tell you the story. So I'm a I'm a realtor at this time, solo I'm building my team. I have a listing appointment in Waddell. And this is like a $400,000 house. It's a big house. This is in 2013 or 14. So that's luxury. It was a time. luxury house yeah, yeah. in Waddell. A 400 grand house in yeah. Waddell. Dude, this is a big deal. I'm in my suit. I'm going to go be a great realtor. I don't know what I ate. Something wrong on the way, dude. My stomach's like fucked. I'm like, oh, God, but I got to get this listing, dude. Like, I'm starving, like, financially. Like, this is a big deal. I can't tell this guy, like, hey, I need to take a shit. Like, because this was not a, I'm a quick shitter. So, like, you're already at the house. I'm at the No, yeah, I'm there. And it's hitting me, dude. And I'm talking about, like, rumbly tummy. This is going to be a 45-minute session. Like, and I'm a quick shitter typically. Like, dude, my stomach is, something's wrong. Something is actually wrong. Like, it's not okay. So, dude, I am just clenching my asshole. Fucking, oh, yes, yes, sir. This is fucking great. Take the listing. I have to leave, dude. There is no gas stations in Waddell. There is nowhere. There is fucking nowhere. I finally hightail it, bro. And I get into this, like, complex that has a Panda Express, a Walgreens, maybe some other stores. I bust into Panda Express, about to shit myself. Oh, that's I'm a mistake. A you should have gone to Walgreens. No, because they have the code. Yeah, but they have the stuff to help you clean up if you shit yourself. Okay, well, here, we're going to get here. I bust into Panda Express. Oh, fuck, no. They're like, sir, you got like, ah. I'm like, I go in there, dude. I open the door. It's like, she hits the wall. I kick the one stall. 
there is a bum in there taking a shit. And I'm like, oh, no, man. And like, you know, when you get to the toilet, your body's already committed. It's already lit. Yeah, it's like, already. Oh, I thought I'm about started. to be. Yeah, I thought I was going to be shitting in a second. I'm like, no, no. And this bum, dude, he was an elderly African-American gentleman. And I scared the shit out of him. He's all, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to shit my pants. I look at the urinal and I consider it. I'm like, I can't shit in the urinal. This, this is not okay. So I leave Pan. I'm like, okay, I can. You didn't get- just go to the women's restroom? No, I don't. I do. What are you doing? Okay, so I leave, and I'm like, I'm gonna get to the CVS. I'm gonna get to the CVS, dude. I get in the CVS. I say, excuse me, do you have a restroom? They don't have a restroom. I let. So I have to walk out of CVS. I go find a corner in this strip center, and this is where I just concede to the point that this is happening, and I just. I, shit my pants. I would have shit in CVS for not having a bathroom. Like, just to show them Kevin, you can't treat the public like that. I shit my pants. I'm a grown man. I shit my pants. Oh, wait. You didn't... I thought you were going to say you dropped your pants and then shit on the ground. No, I just pooped. I mean, this is a busy center. I'm just pooping in my pants. As a grown man, I'm a realtor. I'm successful. I look the part. I shit myself. So, so now... What do what do you what do you do? You drive home with poopy pants and then explain to my wife, "Hey, hun, we're gonna have to throw that suit away. I shit myself, and I'm I'm not proud of it." So that Fuck, I wish I could have been. I wish you had the cameras fucking rolling that day at home. So anyway, I always think of that story whenever I think I'm cool or I'm feeling myself. I'm like, dude, you're just a fucking poopy pants shittered pants. Everybody does. Everyone's yeah, gonna shit eventually. And everyone who thinks they're so cool, dude, you didn't. You're, you're not that cool. They had an experience. Everyone has a weird poop experience. <laughs> Where'd you shit your pants? I guarantee you shit your pants once. Oh, um, God, I wish I had something that memorable. That was intense. Like, that's in, so intense. Like, but the, we've all done it. Or you had to at least shart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of like a good one. Well, it's, you don't have to I was fucking probably story, picking but. my nose, doing something dumb at the time. Yeah, oh, like I, whenever like you're not feeling too well at home, and like, like I wish I had one. Okay, but I got a poop story for you that has at work. Okay, so I got used to uh, taking listings over the phone because I did short sales, and then I got used to making people come to my office if they had the gall to want to meet me in person. <laughs> that gall. And so, uh, and then as we're rotating, shifting our business in like 2012, I think it was 2012, maybe early 2013. Had this listing appointment. It was for a traditional listing, but like the guy was out of town, so he's like he wanted to come to my office, and so comes to my office. And right outside, I used to you know the KW Phoenix office. Mm-hmm. I used to we used to rent the big office at the end of the hall across from the title company. Yeah, and there was a bathroom right there, literally like yeah, little, it had little, the one single staller. I loved a private being one, there. right? So and before that, we also rented the little tiny office on the other side of it from like 2008 on. So I'm in the bathroom. And I'm, I gotta let one go. Yeah, like a big dog. It's just like a, I mean, it's just a regular poop, which just like, it's. it's so a, it's not insane. No, it's, it's like 1030. I gotta poop. Like, it's just my schedule. Yeah. And so, um, and so I forgot to lock the fucking door. No, no, no knock. Guy just walked, some guy just and walks you know in. Him. I don't know him, but I'm like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, I hate that. Cause I'm always like, lock the fucking door. It's not that hard. And that's the one day I don't lock the door. Right. Um, and, uh. And so it turns out that's my listing appointment. Oh guy. my gosh! Was, you walk into the listing appointment after he just saw your. So then, uh, so so he like he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's a, I'm like, sorry. So I'm like, God, I can't believe I did that. So, I finish up, and I wash my hands. I'm like, mm. 
that was like regain my composure. I was like, he's gonna be here in five minutes or so. Walk out of the bathroom, walk into my office, and he's fucking sitting there waiting. She goes, so did you say like, well, now that we know each other very well, but I said something smart assy like that. Yeah, that's I mean, all you, you can know. Do. Like that's all you can do. Yeah, how do you not list your house with the guy that you just saw my dick tucked into a porcelain bowl? Yeah, it was awful, dude. What uh, what's next for you? Uh, what's next? Give me more context well, with that question. Well, That's super wide open. You and I talk, and we say sometimes you and I tend to get bored, like in life. So like, do you mean business wise? Yeah, give me business, but I also want to know, dude. Like, what tokens are you ready to cash? I know you want to snowboard this winter, but like, give me business. A lot of realtors are listening right now. A lot of investors. What's next, dude? We're coming into a fucking shifty market. I'm excited. I'm excited business-wise for, for the first time in a while. Dude, I've, people are getting smoked I've right now. I've hated the last fucking two years from a, like a just purely like residential real estate resale market. I've hated it. We've done great in it, but I dislike it. I like that it's about to get hard and it's about we're about to sift, we're about to sift out some sand. I'm excited mm -hmm. about watching some people go away. I'm excited about watching skills matter more and I'm excited about the market share that we're going to be able to take. It's just from a purely like business driven, like mindset where the market is. I'm excited about the next two years. I'm also excited because I believe like you talked about Ethereum. If it's at 4,000, I'm buying. If it's at 5,000, I'm buying. If it's at 1,000, I'm buying. And I'm so I'm excited because I'm, I'm really hopeful that the market, both the stock market and crypto stays depressed for a long time because I'm just a turtle dollar cost averager guy. Like, so I'm not that smart. I don't want to have to think about it and learn anything. So I'm just like, I'm going to keep stacking chips uh i'm excited about that i hope it stays depressed for a while like for a while I, like the longer the better well uh, the next having is in 24 but so a couple year depression would be great so i'm excited i'm, I'm excited about you have that to stay stuff. convicted in that yeah like i'm i'm already we're already there you and i, I are i'm already there like it doesn't i don't i'm not putting money there that i need to to, to eat mm -hmm. right so um and so that business-wise, like I'm really clear. I finally got really clear on who I am business-wise. What the fuck is that noise? Is that Apparently your that's doorbell, doorbell for the porn home? This is, you guys, we're in the uh, White Label Studios, the nerd house. And these guys, the porn house. their mail, their mail order house. bride just showed up. It's a porn house. I guarantee you there's an 18-year-old girl probably about to get carted <laughs> right now. Over to the couch room. Like, And the first question that they're going to ask is like, uh, can I see your ID? And <laughs> How long have you wanted to be an adult model? So, at any rate, Dude, well, uh, that's one of the sets. Uh, so, we're uh, taking on clients, by the way. So, uh, I th well, so you asked what I'm excited about my next career. Maybe like daddy, daddy stuff. Daddy, I'm in. Daddy toe, uh, daddy toe guy. Um, anyways, so uh, <laughs> tangent. Business wise, that's where I'm at. So I've, I've kind of like leaned into. I've kind of just accepted and understand what my strength is. And right now it's recruiting for you. Like my, if you ask me like, what do I do for work? Mm -hmm. My active work hours mostly revolve around recruiting, but it's, it's only cause recruiting's the thing right now that I'm most excited about that I believe in the most for the people I'm bringing it to. I could be selling, I don't know, coaching or trinkets or something different. And what, because, and what I've realized is it's really about the relationships that I've built. And I just really love pouring into other people and helping them get wherever they want to go by being a resource, having an answer here or there going, oh, you should know temp or you should know so-and-so, whatever, or help it. Oh, you need help with the tax strategy. Let me share with you what I've done. It's helped just different stuff like that. 
And so I've realized that like I'm, I'm really good at that. And so I've leaned into that a little bit more in just my relationships with people. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about that and seeing where that goes. But mostly, dude, I got a kid that is going to be 10. Got another kid that will be eight in a few months. Um, I care about spending as much time with them as possible. And, and my mom is in her 70s and lives, lives with us. And I know that those days are numbered. And so um, I'm most, I'm like most excited about that. Like I also, I just, I mentioned uh, briefly that like, I just decided like in the last, like this is the first week, like Mondays and Fridays are now off my schedule. They're, they're off limits Monday mornings and all day Fridays. Those are the days I, I'm lifting weights. Got, I've got my zone two schedule in there. I've got Pilates that I'm doing now. Like I'm training to be an old person. So when I'm 70 and 80, I can still get on the ground and get up off the ground by myself. Yeah. I can still carry shit when I need to. When I go on vacation, I can walk around with my luggage. Um, it's so I'm, I'm like literally that I'm training to be old. That's what I like. If you ask me like, what are you working out for? What are you training for? Feel good. To, to feel good and do what I want to do in mobility. My, yeah. Mobility, strength, stability, all of that. Um, so I'm, so I'm training to be old and then I'm like, taking my you know family on more vacations like we're doing hawaii and disneyland next year cashing in some of the chips yeah i'm well i'm gonna cash in every fucking chip possible like i've just decided like um i have like i like i told you like i went through the exercise like i have the money like i and yeah even if i need the if i even if i need the buffer i'm not far away from having the buffer for the buffer and so i'm gonna do that i'm gonna keep doing what i gotta do to run the business because i actually really love the business because it's because it's filled with people and so i'm going to do that so that's going to keep adding to it and i'm going to go experience the shit out of life i think that's the part people don't consider is that you're still going to work in your 50s and 60s like you're oh. going to do the work dude i've i'm never going to not work i can't even imagine not working like and we think like oh i'm going to be done dude i've tried to retire three times it's boring dude it I takes t- me three days to be like this is stupid and I also realized in this downturn, I'm not rich enough yet. I took two months off this year. Took off June and July. Technically, I worked four full days in those over those two months. Um, and I purposely let myself get bored and all that stuff. I could never do that constantly. I needed the reset time. I needed to think and process things. Um, but I could never actually just fucking be retired. That's no, sounds terrible. No, it's counterbalance. Yeah, people, I, don't, I just don't think people understand how much time you're going to have in your 50s and 60s once your kids are grown and stuff. Like, you're going to have time. You're going to want to do something. I'd rather work on cool shit with cool people in sprints. Take a break. I like sprinting. Sprint. Break. Sprint. Yeah. Break. Okay, I told you, I openly admit that I regret leaving the XP yeah, in yeah. 2018. And I just feel like it's a timing thing. Okay. I just missed the exponential growth. I missed it. I was there and I missed it. Okay. I think I can maybe go grab that at real as there's some attrition at EXP and people move over and it's a model and other people go, ah, you know, the timing's a little better. Let's go there. Let me, let me ask no, you No, no, so I'm asking. I mean, this oh, is selfish. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, it's going to be selfish for me too, but I'm going to help you. Yeah. What, what do you think you missed? Like how early do you think it is at real? Uh, well, I think they're at like 5,000, 6,000 agents. How, how old do you think that company is? Same age. I know that. I know that. The, no, I'm just, okay. It's the same age as EXP. Okay. Why do you think EXP's valuation got so high? The growth. You think that was for the growth? Well, when the agent count went up. Mm-hmm. The agent count's always been going up though. 
Um, Agent counts when going gangbusters. I, don't know. I feel like you have the answer. Tell me. Well, I'm, I'm at. I'm. I. I don't know that I have an answer. I think I have. I think I have some answer. I think. I. I think you're looking. I think it's really easy to go. Oh, it's the growth of agent count. That's what I thought when I went there. I was like, yeah. that's why I started buying stock in it before I even got there. Um, it's not. That's like that's not it. Just because you have agent growth doesn't mean you actually make money. And if you go look at what EXP owns asset wise, like they actually own assets. They have. They own Success Magazine. They own the platform Virbella that they used to be a customer of. Um, they own quite a few other things on the lead generation side mm-hmm. uh, and different. Uh, so they have asset based business. They have assets and and a ton of fucking cash flow. It's profitable. They're, they're printing money at this point. It continues to go up as they grow. Right. Um, the stock price is depressed compared to what I believe. Not even just me, just like some of the, some of my, like well, my whole market's depressed. Right. Okay. That's my point, dude. So did you really miss something? Uh, every, every report I can find this year from an investment bank on EXP has them targeted around this 50, is- 50, hold on 50 to 60 bucks a share. It's a probably 12 bucks a share today. EXP actually has something including cash flow. Real has I'm sorry. What did, what does Real have besides I, I, Zoom? I don't know. They have a Zoom account, right? Like I'm early on this. I don't. My, my I'm point, early on this discovery. My point is, is like that's the like that's the lazy thought is that EXP did this, Real will too. Here's the deal. I want. I think Real winning in a way helps all of us because it just proves the, the older model. model, and it's not a well-run company. It's not a successful company. Like they're dude. They literally just tried to borrow. They did borrow more money this year. To the equal to the size of their fucking market cap, let that sink in for a second. Company's worth about two hundred fifty million dollars. They were trying to borrow up to two hundred fifty million dollars just a few months ago, literally, like out in the open market. The company is controlled by outside investors. Go look at the amount of ownership that it's owned by the founders and insiders. It's twenty percent. EXP is controlled by the agents, literally over sixty percent. So there's, I think there's the, the lazy thought, like you mentioned our friend Brett, Mr. Tanner was on his way to EXP, then he was on his way to, to Real. He shared the same exact thoughts. He's like, well, if it's done, one does one, and it's gonna do, I'm like. I didn't know Brett, Brett's sunk into KW. Yeah, how do you think he got sunk in? Uh, Gary probably. Yeah, okay, so you know how that story goes. I love Brett. I he's, don't know how that story he, goes, he's, to be he's, honest. He's brilliant. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, that was the same conversation I had with him. It's like, well, that's gonna do that. Doesn't one doesn't necessarily equal the other? Is is their stock going to pop? Probably to some level. Is it going to be like if you gave me both stocks today? What I'm saying is evaluate the company from <laughs> no, the stock. Okay, this one's a dollar fifty-five. This one's uh, I don't know twelve bucks. Doesn't matter. Look at the market caps. Call it two billion and two hundred fifty million. Mm-hmm. Which one is going to grow more in the next ten years? Hmm. Which company is more? valuable which company is like exp still growing faster so what here's the piece that concerns me i think everything you just said makes sense and i think the stock doesn't matter in a lot of ways so i and that's the point that here's the piece that that i'm worried about with exp hit me for my yeah, yeah. for my sake hit me everyone dude you want to know the fucking reason i actually really hated exp and i just remembered it i just had ptsd <laughs> i just had ptsd what is it? hit me I'm going to be good at what I do. I'm going to recruit well. I'm going to crush. That's a fact. And then I had all these little fucking, like, just 
pee holes. Oh, you talked to this person and you recruited him and that's my per Do you know how many conversations I got looped yeah, into? Like, that was my guy. Do you or think my that's girl. not going to happen in real? Listen. Dude, that's people. No, but everyone's already been peed on. Everyone's already been peed on by with the EXPP. Ever, how many how many realtors are there in North America, Tim? I don't know. Yeah. To answer the question. I don't, a lot. Give, guess. A what, million. Okay, that's close. Know. How many how many realtors in North America are at EXP? A hundred thousand, eighty thousand, two hundred thousand. I don't know. Seventy thousand. I was close. You didn't even fucking say I was warm. So just even even though. on the low number, even on the low number of total, you're talking about seven percent of the market has been saturated. But everyone's been peed on by the message. Doesn't matter about the pee on, dude. Yeah, it, huh? no, it doesn't. How do you think I just, we just brought over somebody this week that's closing 3,200 homes a year. He's been peed on too. What matters is the legitimacy that you have. Here's the deal, EXP or not, and I know, like, listen, if Glenn was here and some of the other people in corporate at EXP, they would not be happy with me saying this. But the model doesn't fucking matter. It matters for financial stability for the company, yeah. but it does not matter for what's important, which is recruiting and cash flow. Okay, and here, Cash flow. Recruiting's hard. Everyone's been peed on. It's not hard. Stop and listen. But I have new pee but if stop, I'm not real. Stop and listen. No, you don't. You don't have new pee. They've been around for eight fucking years, bro. Yeah, but EXP was around for fucking ever too before it blew up. Except the, it's timing. No, there's starting okay. to be some inertia at real. Okay. There's starting to be All some right. inertia. Some big names are going. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I know because they wrote some big fat checks. Like so, go get go get yourself some stock if you're going to go. Like a bonus because... The people I know that are the big names, they didn't just go for the same opportunity that you can give to everyone. So here's what I like. At EXP, you got to bet on yourself. This is about you and whether or not you can man up or woman up and get the fucking job done as a leader. And at real, you don't have to do that. They'll write the check first. They'll give you, they'll give it to you. Mm, yeah, we'll talk off, like off air. Like I'll, I'll tell you about the stuff I know of. That's just what I know of as a fact because I've had the agents tell me, okay? My, but my point here is like, it's actually not about the model. Forget about the fact that EXP is financially way more stable and actually pays a dividend on the stock to the stockholders and has sh and pays more in rev share. The models don't matter when you're recruiting. What matters is the people. If the model mattered, EXP is the best fucking model on the planet for an agent, the company would already be two or 300,000 agents. If the model mattered, it just matters so little it matters so little that that's, but it doesn't actually matter. No one's there for the model. Very few people are there for the model. The model's great. I'm thankful for it. To your point, it's changed my life and it's changed the life of literally hundreds, if not thousands of people that I know. Changed their life. Dude, I like EXP. You don't have to sell me on EXP. I just feel like I'm late. You're not late. I know I you think you're late. I would go there if, if, apples to apples, I would go to EXP if I didn't feel like I was late. Yeah, but that my point though is like that's a you're you're being sold like you've sold yourself a thought of like you're committed to I think it's late because EXP already had one of these. Okay, so let's go like this. Let's say EXP, I go and there's seventy thousand agents. Okay, I go now, and EXP can would really have to do a lot. What's the largest brokerage? Is it KW with like one hundred and fifty? With under one brand, one fifty. Okay, 160 so one sixty maybe. So let's say EXP fucking somehow becomes the top brand and they go get okay. 150 that's 2x all right let's say i get in at real and there's 5,000 agents and we can go to 50 now i had a 10x 
it's not the X of the whole company though that you're going to experience. It's how many people are going to be in your world. But my world's going to be big no matter where I go because I'm a fucking beast. That's my point. And there's more money at EXP. Like, let's break down the models of like RevShare. Literally, let's break it down. There's more money for you to be had. Like, you're like, I love you. You're not going to recruit 50,000 people. True. You don't need 50,000 people. Depends though. on how big Heartmelter gets. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. You don't need 50,000 people. You need depending on what your goals are, 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. And there's more than enough room for that five or 10,000. My point is, is like you're hooking it up to something that's established and pays you more. Yeah, but it's never has been beat on. That's, did you, that's I'm just well, feel late. Just, I just feel late. I know, you're living in your, in your own- Regret. Like, no, it's not even regret, dude. You have a limited belief that you've decided is true no matter what. No, no, this is, I'm in exploratory. I mean, I'm talking about it in public. I haven't made any decision. I'm, I'm just, you're going to be successful no matter, you could stay where you're at. I'm going to be successful you no matter where real, you go to EXP, go back to KW. Hopefully Jeremy and Mark don't watch this because I haven't told them about this, but anyway. Um, but it. the point is they would go if they could, they'd make more money. Um, love those guys, but it's dude, it's just a better model for agents, for all agents, what? no matter what. My, my point is, know. is like, I it, have research to do. This is, this is part of my recon. So my point is, is like, okay, I get the, this, they could theoretically, let's just say real goes to 25,000 in the next year. That's, I just feel like it's an easier recruit for me. That's it. That's the truth of it. I feel like it's an easier recruit on, for me. So, I feel so like I are you carry, saying to me that you want something that's easy or you want what's most effective and best for you? I want both, but no, I don't mind hard, but I also think. I could go cherry pick I know the shit the, out of EXP. Cause like a lot of people go to EXP, let's just be honest. It's like, like a lot of downlines and it's not what they thought it was. So be, now- Because it, the, my, that's my point is it's because the company is the company. It's great. It's just like every other, like listen. Yeah, they gotta do the work. They, they gotta, gotta do, do the, the work. So it's really about, it's about the community of people. And I'm gonna create, I'm gonna go create a community. No matter where you're at. Yes. So I'm telling you, it's not gonna be any easier or harder for you. It's, it's going to be the same because you are yeah, but who I you have are. A, but there's a new, okay, all I'm saying is there's a different message. If I go create this community right now, hear me out, and I say, hey, guys, let me tell you about EXP. It's But that's not what you do, bro. That's but, not how you recruit. That, but now, if I at least have something different, it's, it's like, oh, that, at least that, I can engage in the conversation. But saying, hey, Temp, let me tell you about EXP or let me tell you about Real is not actually the way to effectively recruit and build it if that's going to be your approach you're going to have substandard results as to what you could have well clearly i haven't given this much thought like i haven't I, this i'm i'm dunking my right. toe i'm going to make a pivot and i'm going to go win you'd be dumb not to i'm going to make a pivot and i'm going to go win now i'm trying to decide where where do how, i want to go how and where that. yeah that's it absolutely and then i'm going to go fucking just this, I'm gonna go hammer time. I'm gonna build some fucking big downline thing. Regardless of where you go, you're gonna have to change your mindset on what that what building a downline looks like. No, I no. I'm going to be the value, my community, my support, my knowledge, my expertise. Here's the problem with that, bro. I just need to have the correct hook. The problem with Lure. that mindset. Please tell me. I'm learning right now. Is, that, is that's about you? And you can you can win. I see people in EXP win like that big time, but you can't win big time. You don't get to big time if it's about you. 
the way Curtis would say it if What's he was about if he was say if Curtis was sitting here he would say it doesn't matter what works it matters what duplicates if it's all about temp doesn't duplicate it but won't he, duplicate it'll dude, pay you good it have you ever been to one really of my soul pods dude it is not about temp it is about it is about That's, a way of life your soul pod is the reason yes I, I get it. My, but my, my point but is that like you're, looking, pod. you're looking at recruiting from the wrong angle. I'm we'll telling you this case, I want you to be, I want you to win no matter what. I want you to win on our side, but I want you to win no matter what because I love you. And as long as you make it about temp and what you can give the people versus what the people can give the people. I have plans. I'm not trying to make this about me. Wherever I, wherever I gave that impression, I apologize. Well, because you just said, like, what I'm going to give them. So that, that was why I was like, regardless. Well, like, dude, you, you give you your gotta, people something. But I get, yeah, absolutely. However. But, but our people gives, give people everything. Yeah, well, you didn't let me. It, it was a, a semicolon, not a period on oh, that. Oh, shit. I thought it was a semicolon. I got more. Or I thought it was a period. I got Sorry. But I'm going to give, of course, just no, like you it's give. who you are. Dude, it's, that's why. This is why, like, I, this is why I was sad for you when you left is because. That's actually who you are naturally. This is what Curtis said to me when, when we considered. Yeah, like, I shouldn't have left. Why didn't you? Why did like, you let me leave? You didn't give me the opportunity. I don't know if you remember this, but you moved your license before you told me. You I was probably scared. Yeah, you were scared. You said literally, there's no other way to say it. And Sorry. then, but you, broke, up, you broke up with me over text. It was really sad. I was less mature then. I'm sorry. It's okay. And I was probably I was that was probably at the shitting my pants you, stage of my career. You should have been you should have been on like taking some mushrooms or something that day, and we'll get out of talk. I hadn't ate them yet then. So I was trying to be the big realtor then. I was living in my matrix. Yeah, no, and you just you had a you had a view of reality that was true for you in the moment, but could have been so much better. I left and, at least like different. five million on the table, dog. Minimum. Look, dude, I, I left money on the table. But now I'm too late. Soon. Now I got to go blow up real. You know what I mean? He's like, get me off this podcast. <laughs> no, that's okay that you No, but this that. is good. Like, this is a good. It's okay that you think that. It's okay to be wrong from time to time. <laughs> I was, I'm admitting my faults. Um, no, the, here's, the, here's the other thing I think about it. So, because a, a lot of my friends at KW, especially at KW, right, who are like, fuck, I'm never going to EXP. They go to real because they can keep that promise to themselves. See, so still, I can get still them. get similar benefits. I can get them. See what I'm saying? You, look, you're going to get your people no matter where you go. This and I'm going to get my people no matter where I go. It just sucks we can't just both wear Chargers jerseys and ride off into the sunset. We can never both wear Chargers jerseys. See, this is natural. We're supposed to be... We're, I'll tell you what. I'll wear a Hebert jersey the day you come back to EXP and we make an announcement. I'm not, dude. But just I, that one day. Not even the day. As much as I picture, want that. And just for the picture. That's it. Dude, I get PTSD over like the announcements and the fucking... Our, You're going to have the same announcement no matter where you go. I don't know. And the, here's the crazy part. You know we talk about the money the, with the die with zero? Yeah. I have enough. I don't have to do this. Maybe I shouldn't even do it at all. Or, well, here's the... But okay, but let me give you the opposite viewpoint of that. Dude, I could just live off my rentals you, and no, fucking fish. You, you could. You could dial it in right now. But you have people that follow you and look up to you that you don't know yet you're about to change their life. Like the money that you did have in stock was, it was nice for you, but it didn't, for some people, that's life changing. Dude, when we were in the for pandemic, some, I had some, some people, people that follow you, probably some people on your team had some that, that saved their ass. It did. It did. So thank you, EXP. I appreciate you. Why'd you let so me leave? That's why they you, shouldn't have been talking shit on is, the emails. This is why you have to be the best you because you've already put yourself out there. 
And so you have a lot of people that look to you for guidance and for leadership. And as much as I, I kind of hate that fucking word, but it's in this case, it's, it's accurate. Uh, so you've got people that look to you for that already. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you have to be the best you. And I am. But by you going to a new company that will give agents something more for doing the exact same thing, you're going to change a lot of people's lives. Yeah. They no, might they might not even know it for two or three years. It's like giving people medicine that they don't know they need. It's like, no, you have it's to like, I think I've shared this with you. It's like something Joe Polish has taught me. He's like, sell people what they want, but give them what they need. It's okay to sell people what they want as long as you give them what they need. I like that a lot. Dude, I have to go walk this commercial building with a contractor in like 20 minutes. It's okay. I got to go. I got to go too. I got to pick up a buddy who's in town. I'm going to recruit his ass to EXP and watch. Yeah, by not telling him what you do, it's about what we do. And Temp was outside of Panda Express and did a doo-doo. Temp shit his pants in the shopping center in his suit. That's, Dude, that's this one of was, the funniest stories ever, by the way. Thanks. This I, is such I almost a good felt day. bad for you in that moment. Like I was, just, I was like going there with you. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, my heart. Started. It was a I don't really. Want, I don't want to see temp embarrassed. It was a really low point. I, I bet. But you probably think about that day, like you're like, fuck. If I can get through that, yeah, it's I'm perspective. Gonna, I'm gonna make this deal work. I'm the I'm king. Gonna, of I'm gonna get through this. Dude, we got to talk more on this decision I'm trying to make. Yeah, we'll do it offline. Okay, I love you. Love you, bro. Is, is wait? Is your heart? Did your heart melt? Mine's fucking on fire. It's like a candle that's just down to nothing. Love, Love it. Do we have to look at the camera and say, until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Go Chargers. We'll see you at the Heart Melter. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.